1: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast.
0: This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Here we go, 365 Sports. Yesterday, a lot of the time we spent was on the coaching changes and or no changes, or maybe staff changes if a coach like Dave Aranda remains at Baylor, but also Conference Championship Week. And it's Oklahoma State and Texas. Jacob Unruh, the Oklahoman, covers Oklahoma State, joins us on 365 Sports. How big of a mountain is this, in your opinion, for Oklahoma State on Saturday?
2: (laughs) It's a uh, pretty decent-sized mountain, um, (laughs) considering how talented Texas is uh, right now with um, across board on both sides of the ball. I mean, when you look at this matchup, Oklahoma State, everything they do well, Texas, uh, can counter and, and maybe do better with ways to stop it. Um, you know, they run the ball obviously, obviously incredibly well with Ollie Gordon. Uh, Doak Walker finalist, uh, has us today and, um, leads the nation in rushing, but yet Texas has the best rushing defense in the Big 12. Um, and they have two monsters at defensive tackle. Um, so, you know, you look at that and then, you know, Quinn Ewers is playing pretty well and they have speed receivers and OSU secondary, their safeties are the weak point of that defense. And so, just a lot of things you look at and go. Oh, this just doesn't, on paper, appear to be a good matchup, for the Cowboys.
1: So, in the the last couple of weeks too, the Pokes have been playing kind of fast and loose, right? With uh, with the, the, even their potential to get in. I mean, they 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 were seconds away from from not even being here, uh, Jacob. So, how do they get it back together? Get to be the team they were in the middle of the season and muddy the water against Texas.
2: I think they just got to get off to a better start. I mean, they keep putting themselves in these holes. Um, the offense gets off to poor starts and, you know, they get out, you know down 24 to 6. They get down 18 and, you know, they get down, uh, I don't think quite 18 in Houston. They get down a couple of touchdowns there. And, um, they have to battle back. They can't put themselves in a hole against Texas. If they put themselves in a hole against Texas. It's even harder to come back against that team. So, um, you know, I think if you get back, you can stay balanced on offense, run the ball to Ollie, find successful earlier with him. Um, open some things up for uh, Alan Bowman and, and kind of that, and then get a couple of defensive stops early. The defense has played very well in the second half the last two weeks. they got to get them going early on both sides of the ball.
3: Jacob, I, I just am curious to know, what was it like uh, in Stillwater on Saturday as that was unfolding? And as BYU's up, you know, 24-6 to 6 at one point there, halfway through the game and uh, looked like it was going to be, you know, maybe insurmountable, obviously it wasn't, but – I mean, was it like being at a funeral for most of that? How would you describe the scene there?
2: Yeah, the first half was pretty dim- pretty grim. I mean, you felt it, and the weather was terrible. It was cold, rainy, windy, um, you know, just miserable out there. And uh, so the crowd was already down a little bit from what you kind of expected. And then, you know, so you kind of wondered how many people were going to stay for the second half. Um, but then OSU, you you know, I mean, fixed it, obviously, but it just felt so grim. And then a couple moments in that third that then third and fourth quarter, you thought, man, they, they can get back in this. And you thought, well, that might have been the chance. And they still get the ball back and figure out ways to do it because um, the defense was playing so well. So I just – it was pretty grim there for a little bit. And then, you know, you got the sense in that fourth quarter. Uh, I thought – I think I turned early in the fourth quarter to my V partner, Scott Wright, and I said, they're going to win this game. Um, and they were still down, uh, you know, a touchdown or two at that point. And I was like, they're going to win this game. It just felt like everything was shifting – be one well, of these offensive grind a halt, you can start to fill a momentum built for OSU. So this has been a year
0: that has been, I mean, as much of an elevator shaft falling and then also somehow not crashing, although it appeared that it crashed early in the year. Jacob, the job that Mike Gundy's done, even though it's been on thin ice recently, how do you try to explain what he's done with this team? Have they over-exceeded expectations, or have they under uh, been under the expectations?
2: I think they've, I think they've over, you know, they, they've shot the over on this. Um, this is a team that, when you look at it, you know, a, uh, you know, at this point a year ago, the 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 house was burning down, uh, and, and Stillwater, you know, the the <laughs> the situation was a mess. People go to the portal. The team was a disaster. Um, they lost a bunch of games in the season. Um, it felt like everything that they had built in twenty twenty one with that, you know, Fiesta Bowl win, Big Twelve title game appearance. Things like that had fallen apart, and they rebuilt, and people still called them losers of the portal, even when they got the, the, some players in to replenish a little bit. They went lower level on it, um, and they thrived. They turned the winners of the portal. So I think they've overachieved because no one thought, you know, Vegas put the under the over-under at six wins. No one thought they'd get that at one, you know, four weeks in the season. Uh, four wins in the season, I we were wondering if they could get bowl eligible. Um, and here they are, um, clearly bowl eligible. Uh, I went away from Big 12 title game and the New Year's Six Bowl. Um, this is something no one would have dreamed of after they lost to the Iowa State.
1: Did Mike Gundy, did you ever get the, the, he seems to me to be a guy who enjoys, um, or not maybe enjoys, but feeds off of the negativity from the outside when you doubt him. Okay. I'll figure it out. I mean, he, he's the longest tenured coach in the big 12 and one of the longest tenured in the country for a reason.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, He's got his system. He's got his beliefs. He knows what he's doing. And you know, a lot of people wanted him to change coordinators, offensive coordinator, things like that. Last season, he stuck with his guys. He stuck with offensive line coach, and they got the offensive line figured out. They've got the offense going better. It's still not perfect. It's still not what you want all the time. But they're scoring. They've got the best, you know, best running back in the country, and they're they're doing a lot of good things. Um, and you know, they're they're finding more with less, like they always do, because Gundy's really good at finding those two star, three star guys even in the portal now, and turn them into to, to really good football players that really make a difference.
3: Jacob, uh, what do you think of the way Alan Bowman's playing recently, uh, turning the ball over a lot in these last three games? I know he's throwing for, you know, 45 attempts and 300 yards off and on, but um, just what do you kind of make of his game heading into Saturday, knowing that he's going to have to be pretty clean and, and pretty good with the football against this Texas defense?
2: Yeah, you know, he was pretty clean in the second half the other night. Um, he's had his moments that, you know, He's under pressure and, and he's really good at throwing the football away. But he's had his moments lately where he's tried to do a little too much, um, or throw on the run. His throws have been off, uh, things like that. But he's real good at that. I think he's going to, to be—he'll be quick to throw the ball away this week. Uh, Texas will get some pressure on him, I think, and um, he's real, really, really, really good at that. He's just kind of managed the game uh, and, and not get out of his, out of his, you know, out of his element. And uh, if he does that, he's—he's he's been pretty good. He's just kind of a turnover bug, interceptions. some interceptions. Um, you know, and I know one, you know, there's a game a while back. He had three interceptions, uh, the UCF game. and They lost that one. And, um, you know, two of those were off receivers. One was a bad throw, but two of them were off receivers and, Um, things like that. So um, can't really control that if you're him. But, uh, you know, I think you know, just look for him to manage it and just kind of make sure that things don't go awry too quick.
1: Do you think we could see maybe a little bit more of Ollie Gordon catching some short passes to get him out in space this week instead of trying to run into the, the teeth of that defense?
2: Absolutely. They're going to definitely throw the, the short pass to Ollie because, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, they're going to come right at, at Ollie, try to stop him. And so I think the, the short pass is going to be the way to get him in space to where he can really do some damage because he's been really good in that element of the game all season. They like throwing screens to him. They like getting him to where he can kind of get some one-on-one guys outside with him. He has football in his hands. And so I kind of fully expect them to do that a lot on Saturday.
3: Jacob, this is more a question for the future because I don't know when we'll talk to you again. Although if they win on Saturday, maybe we will talk to you very soon, but um, as everybody else around the country is kind of lining up their off season plans, what do you consider to be kind of the top couple to three uh, off season moves to keep an eye on when it comes to Oklahoma state, in your opinion?
2: That's a good question. They have pretty much their entire offense back. Even Bowman could apply for a, uh, a waiver, um, you know, and kind of go from there. So, uh, you know, they, they could do that. But I think that, you know, they're going to look for more secondary help. I think um, they're always looking for linemen. Even if they're going to have most of their offensive lineback, I think there's more depth there and um, they're going to need some running back depth too. They only got Jaden Nixon, Ollie Gordon, Elijah Collins, I think is pretty much done. Um, I think he might be able to come back, but you know, they need some guys there because they're thin there and um, things like that. So I think that's kind of their, you know, their off season checklist, but so there's not a ton that I think they're going to look to do to this right now that, that, uh, really kind of reshapes this roster unless there's a bunch of portal movement, but I don't anticipate that. Do
1: you anticipate this team? Because Mike Gundy has gone through styles based on who he had. I mean, like this is not the, um, you know, Brandon Whedon offense that he's running right now. Um, You know, he, he's kind of adjusted to to what they do. Do you expect to see this kind of same offense, you know, other than enhancing certain positions that kind of the same scheme built around Ollie Gordon next year?
2: I do. I do. I think that's uh, one pitch you can you can help with, too, if people come after him in the portal because, um, it's the be honest, people are going to come after him. Um, but I think, you know, you, you build this around Ollie, and that's what that's what Gundy's done. He's built it around Chupa Hubbard. He's done things like that in the past with running backs. And so um, he's never going to get away from running the ball as much as he, they love to throw it in still water. They're never going away with it. They want balance, and Ollie's going to bring that balance.
0: What would this mean? The heartbreak a couple of years ago, and this topsy-turvy season, and you know, they're heavy underdogs. You've said that, Jacob. We have too. What would it mean if they're into the fourth quarter and this thing is still up for grabs?
2: I think it would mean a lot. I think it would mean, you know, that you've got to like OSU's odds then to pull up the upset because um, they're a team that they've shown this season they fight and bounce back. And if they're in this game in the fourth quarter, um, I think Texas should watch out because this is a team that, that somehow might sneak it in because Ollie's going to wear them down. Uh, or something like that at that point if it's a close game and uh, things like that. So I think uh, it would mean the world to shoot there in this game in the fourth quarter. Um, and this is, gets really interesting because uh, they could pull this off and find themselves in the year six bowl uh, when, when no one thought they could do that.
0: Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Jacob, Unruh, right. the Thanks, Oklahoma. Guys. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Covers Oklahoma State. It It is. When you have Ollie Gordon, who is obviously. Uh, he's up for the finalist of the Doak Walker Award, and we're going to get to those lists here in a moment. He has been a difference maker for them, but it's almost like taking your body and running it into a side of a like a jeep. Uh, I, you're not going to be able to move that jeep very often unless they have some sort of a hellacious blocking scheme or something happens where they just kind of confuse Texas. But I don't see it happening.